Coming up, we've got it all. Punts, a shirtless Adam Levine, beer companies fighting over corn syrup. This Super Bowl had it all except for one thing, offense. Stick around, we're talking the Super Bowl next. This is Up For Debate, episode number 137, recorded February 7th, 2019. Super Bowl 53, Super Bored. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up For Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our own uh, just just half asleep, bored out of his mind, uh, just barely with it. I think he's just waking up now from his Super Bowl-induced coma. It's Matt Mariani. Dilly dilly, Sean. Oh, boy. Dilly dilly to us all. (laughs) Yes. Dilly dilly and uh, tax robots and... I don't even remember most of the commercials. Harrison Ford and and mailing it in with... Yeah. There was that really insulting... I thought really insulting in uh, Kia one. Was Was that the one where the guy's choking on the almond? No, which one was that? There was one where a guy was that choking. Was an Audi. I think that was for. I believe that was for Audi. I could be wrong. What does that have to do with an Audi? It was a cross. It was cross promotion. It was Audi and almonds did a cross promotional commercial. You don't remember that? No, I should so, have been paying more attention. All right. Now you're just making shit up. No, no, no. I'll tell you. So, so the commercial. <laughs> picture this. You don't even have to watch it. I'll just. I'll. I'll. I'll describe. Okay, break it picture down. This. Um, a beautiful, beautiful canvas, just like Middle America. Um. Kind of like the Great Plains region, it looks like. Uh, okay. This car pulls up to a house, um, gets out of guy, guy gets out of the car, goes up to the door. Um, grandpa, Grandpa, is that you? And grandpa's at the door. Yeah, or the Grandpa's um, at the door, and the the guy is answering. He's like, "Yeah, it's me, son. I, my grandson. I I haven't seen you in so long. Uh, wow." He goes, I have something to show you. He pulls him into like his garage and he shows them this like brand new Audi car. And it's like a classic car that's been his. He's like, it's all yours now, my grandson. He goes, wow, thank you so much, grandpa. And then he starts choking like uncontrollably. And he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Cut to a guy in an office like choking and his coworkers are around him yelling, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? He was choking on an almond and was near death, and he was seeing his dead grandpa who was offering him a car. And then what? <laughs> and that's the end of the commercial. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> that's was, not a pro Audi or pro almond well, commercial. I guess they're bringing, from my understanding, is that they're bringing back some old car that was like, they're like, re, they're like bringing it back, and like that was the grandpa's car, and now he's passing it on to the grandson. But the grandpa's actually dead, and when the the guy was choking on the almond and almost died, and and was having visions of his grandpa giving him this car. But then he was resuscitated and brought back to life because he probably shouldn't be eating almonds, like like a like an animal. Maybe that was why he was choking on them. That was the that was the entire commercial. I'm I'm playing it now for the folks watching the video version because I don't. Okay. I did see like a snippet. That's the way of that this. I remembered it. Let's see if my memory. Oh my was god! It's accurate. a cashew. He's choking on a cashew. A cashew. Okay, I'm sorry. Cashews. What is? <laughs> oh man! When did Super? You know, were Super Bowl commercials always this bad? I and, and I bad is in not quite, but bad is in uninteresting. I just thought they were yeah. uninteresting this year. There weren't really too many that stuck out of my mind. I thought the tax robot was hilarious. I seem to be the only one. Mm, Most people thought it. it was 
creepy. I didn't think anything of it though. That was it. I I like the one the one where he's like, "I am so sad," and then he just starts like maniacally chuckling. Yeah, that was a little funny. <laughs> that was a little bit funny. I'll give you that. I think you know when I was watching it, I realized the only thing that gets me in Super Bowl commercials. I don't like the comedy and I don't like the seriousness, but what I like is surprise. When a Super Bowl commercial and and the one that really stuck out to me was the Bud Light Game of Thrones crossover ad cuz that truly surprised me when they kill the Bud Knight and oh, then the yeah. dragon comes in. Is it yeah. the most clever ad? No, but you know what? They got me. And and they get some credit for that. I didn't like that one. No. I mean, I like I like the surprise element of it, but I think they're like you're kind of the Bud Light ones are supposed to be all funny and happy, and then it got got kind of serious when the guy like literally smashes the Bud Light because the Bud Knight is supposed to be a funny character. He's supposed to yeah, like, but that's do what's crazy stuff. about it. And then they smashed his head in. That's why it was so shocking. You're like, what is going on? And you're like, oh shit. Man. Yeah, and then the dragon comes through. And, I thought that yeah, was bonkers. Of all the ones, I guess that was a better one than than most of them. Wow, gosh, what other what other commercials? I did, did I did particularly enjoy the corn syrup battle. That was my favorite. Yes, the the corn syrup um, when they had to deliver the giant uh, like cask of corn syrup. I, I love when brands like kings. specifically call out other brands because it's not just like yeah. our competitors use corn syrup. They're like, no, Coors Light has corn syrup, and I have to, yeah. I have actually had to – I made a note of this. To, it says – my note says ask Sean about corn syrup ad. Um, so my specific question, Sean, you, you definitely know more – you're more expertise in this area than sure. I am. The um, – I, I was wondering how, how did Bud Light – how were they allowed – because they visibly showed Coors Light and Miller Light logos in their ads. Mm-hmm. They had like they – they each had like a, like a case of them. How are they allowed to do that? So, you know, most people have this idea that it's illegal on television to show brands, right? That's why they're blurred in the background of things, right? It's not illegal. There's no law saying you can't do that. I could hold up a, I don't have anything with a brand logo on it, but I could hold up a can of Bud Light right now. There's no, it's not against the law. The reason TV shows and reality shows blur logos is because they don't want to give free marketing. They want Bud Light to pay them, and they'll unblur the logo. It's a preemptive strike because they didn't pay for it. But it's not illegal. Now, it would be illegal if they went on and said, Coors Light is made with horse hooves, and it's not true. Now, that's a different story. (laughs) But just simply showing someone holding a can of Coors Light, that's not illegal at all. Oh, so because... Because Bud Light was portraying Coors Light and Miller Light in a negative light. No, it can so be positive be, or negative. It's just a lot of companies. They're well, like, look, well, look, I'm not going to show the Ford logo if Ford isn't paying me. So blur it. It's not that it's I mean, illegal like, to show it. Because they were showing it in a negative light, they, it was working to their advantage. But there was no law that said they couldn't do no, that. And they were Plus stating they were factual. Yeah, they were making factual claims that those beers are in in some cases with corn syrup now that set off a whole nother controversy about how beer is made and a lot of craft beers are actually made with corn syrup you need a sugar element um and there's many one one of the like highest rated craft beers in america today is made with corn syrup so it doesn't necessarily mean that the beers are cheap or bad in any way 
Um, and there was a great tweet from the Corn Growers Association that was going around. I don't know if you saw it, but they tweeted at the Bud Light people and they're like, hey, don't hate corn. We love corn. We should talk about corn. Miller and, and those guys love corn. And it was very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I thought it was genius of Bud Light to do to because right now, you know, we're at the we're kind of reaching or we have reached the height of the anti corn syrup. Um you know, agenda, I guess, if you will, like people, corn syrup is automatically synonymously considered bad in the public conscious. And, and it is, I mean, for many health reasons, pretty, pretty not great. It's not the greatest thing. It doesn't provide much nutritional benefit. It's a, it's like a cheap substitute for, for good things that our body needs. But I mean, I'm not a health expert, but I, but just, just the, the, the fact that Budweiser capitalized on that, I think it was very smart. It was well, very smart of their marketing team. And it's hard in the light beer industry. It's become rather commoditized. It's hard to market against your competitors, right? You do it with, with catchphrases and partying dogs. And hell, of course, the light whole thing is that their beer is cold, which it's not always if you don't put it in the fridge. So, uh, you know, I realize they have to set themselves apart. And doing it on this somewhat health, at least purity angle, is is sort of smart. It's a good – Michelob Ultra has been trying to do that for years to be the uh, – to be the really healthy. You saw a couple Super Bowl commercials this year, people like exercising and working out and being fit and stuff um, with Michelob. So uh, it's good, good on them. It certainly was uh, memorable, and it was a log line they carried throughout their Super Bowl commercials. So I think that worked well for them. Yeah. Other than that, though, really not a whole lot of really not a whole lot of winners in the bunch for our commercial. Did you see many Doritos commercials? That was what stuck out in my mind was the lack of Doritos commercials. They always, <sighs> they always have spots. There was one. I just can't remember them. Last I don't year's, remember I thought it. was very good. Last year's with um, uh, Peter Dinklage and, um, oh, you know what? It is coming back to me. I am remembering the Doritos one. It's um, oh, uh, who was it? Oh, Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, yes. Chance With the uh, rapper. was yep. it Backstreet Boys? And, and but it wasn't actually the Backstreet Boys, though. No, it was. It was really. Was the it actually Boys. them? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say some. I'm just. I cheated and I looked at a list of Super Bowl ads. Um, I thought yeah. the. Uh, I thought the uh, Burger King Andy Warhol ad was awful. Did you see that one? That one, no. No, that, well, there's that famous footage oh. of Andy Warhol eating a Whopper. Was that Andy Warhol? Eating that, the that was actual. Okay. That was a real deal. See, that, that totally backfired on me because I did not know who that guy was in the yep. commercial. Yep. Eating a burger. Yep. Yes, I, it was old footage, so yep. I, I figured it was somebody famous. But I also I don't I never really learned what Andy Warhol looked like, and it was weird. They didn't call him Andy Warhol in the commercial. They they called well, was, him some other name. It was hashtag Eat Like Andy. Oh, Eat Like Andy. So I so that's where I thought that Andy was like some kind of like character that right they, that they had that, made up, like the new king or something. Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird choice. But it was just him eating a burger. There was nothing right. like incredible. And, about and the it. thing is, if you the if you ever watch the entire video of that, um, not just what they cut for the commercial. In the end, he doesn't really like it that much. So it's just I don't know <laughs> why. Like, who is this ad for? It, it was just such a biz- you you know you spent what three million dollars to air this ad. What? Yeah, I yeah. guess it gets people talking. It's one of those ads that gets well, you talking. But that's what I'm thinking. It, did it? It didn't. I for, actually forgot all about it until just now. Um, and I did think the uh, NFL, the 100 years of NFL ad that had all the famous NFL players on it. Did you see that one? 
That was a oh, big that one. was great. I think that what coming out wonderful. of halftime, fifty year anniversary, or yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was a great one. Yeah, that was good. Otherwise, nothing really memorable comes to mind for me. No, I do like the really. story. Did you see the Washington Post ad during the? Uh, yes. What I yes. love about that, Tom Hanks, yeah, is that um, Jeff Bezos bought the ad for the Washington Post. He didn't actually, though. He actually bought an ad for his rocket company, Blue Origin, out of his own pocket. And then it turns out some of the footage in that commercial was shot by his mistress, which is a whole nother story. Um, and so he, he, he they couldn't air the ad because of the controversy, so he ended up giving to the Washington Post. So a lot of people think he was uh, being nice, but he really had already bought the ad time and didn't have anything else to do with it. So, Okay. Anyhow. A little interesting backstory here. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, Matt, those Probably are the, the most interesting thing that happened. Uh, boy. All right, Matt, <laughs> do you want to get into the game? You want to do halftime? Where do you want to, our bets? Um, where, where do you want to begin on this? Yeah, I think, I think maybe we'll, we'll start with bets. We'll like kind of get Work to our way through the game. We'll talk, we'll talk about the game piecemeal, like through our bets. Maybe Good we'll... deal. Well, I hope people listen to last week's show. I know it's kind of a little late now, but if you do want to go back last week, we made our, our Super Bowl prop bets as we do every year. Um, I have got this. Uh, thanks to everybody who followed Add Up for Debate TV on Twitter. Uh, during the Super Bowl, tweeting the results, Matt, I thought we had a lot of fun with that, as always. Um, and turns out, Matt, a little kind of teaser, I did some math wrong. Ooh. Now, so what does that mean? Double spoiler, doesn't affect the result. I actually <laughs> got an extra point I shouldn't have, so you won by a bigger margin. Oh, okay. And that's not really a spoiler, because I tweeted the thing, so people probably know i don't know we, we would have had another deflate gate on our hands that would have no it it turns out and this will surprise no one you and i don't know our maroon five songs as well as we thought we did so whoa okay um but we'll get to that matt we started the game of course with the national anthem sung by the great not aretha franklin <laughs> uh as i made that mistake last week that was embarrassing um Matt, you took the over. Uh, it would, the line was at one minute forty-seven. Uh, one minute forty-seven seconds. You took the over. I took the under, like a moron. <laughs> and of course, I'm like timing it, watching TV, and she's hustling through the first part of the song. It gets to like a minute thirty, and there's like two lines left in the song, and I'm like, oh my god, I might actually win this. And uh, I saw it counted right around two minutes, two minutes one second uh, was the official time for the national anthem you easily won this bet matt it wasn't even close i'm ashamed well sean i i actually i have to admit that i i missed the national anthem this year um i was so all right the the, the game was like it was like 6 15 and the game hadn't started yet mm-hmm. and i all of a sudden i had this just overwhelming i don't know what it is i think the the coca-cola company might have some kind of of um, like magnetic pull on me, even though I I do prefer Pepsi in general. But just in that one instance, I wanted vanilla Coke. I had this like incredible urge, like hankering for vanilla Coke. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I got in my car because um, my fiance wanted um, she she wanted me to go pick up Doritos anyway because we, we we didn't have any Doritos. And she wanted Doritos, so I wanted vanilla Coke. So I got in my car and drove to the local food line, um, and I missed the national anthem completely. Um, I also missed the kickoff, 
and the coin toss. So I'm in the like, first half and, and some of the halftime no, and, about, and, and I, about most of the third quarter. I, I trust me. I wish that was the, I mm. wish I had done almost anything else. The food line the would have been more exciting. Doing my taxes would have been a lot more exciting. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I missed it, but um, yeah, there was some, was there was there some kind of controversy with betting on the national anthem because I read an article that said that she because she sang sang brave twice is that true? Yeah, but or she, she was, said like or was was that like just where because the controversy was where the song ended? Yeah, I agree. And this this happened a couple years ago when Lady Gaga sang the national anthem. She she repeated the last word this time though. By my estimation. Regardless, she would have been over either way. So I don't think Okay. I don't think it was particularly close in that so, respect. I guess it was a controversy controversy if you had if you had somehow put the time later than a minute and 47 seconds. Well, and part of it too is that different books had different times that you could bet the over under. Uh, 147 to me was the most common time I saw, so that's why we used it, but I saw some as low as 110, I saw some closer to 2 minutes. So for some books it might have made a difference for us. It, it was pretty clearly over. Okay. Okay. For sure. She did a very nice job. That works. All right. Um, so that, uh... After the anthem, we had the coin toss. Another favorite of ours, Matt. You always pick tails. I always pick heads. You've won twice. I've won once. And Matt, your semi streak continues. It was tails. It was tails. So you go up tails. to a quick 2 nothing lead right away. The game hasn't even started. Right. I already got a safety. And that's right. And you already got a safety. Uh, and then we jump into the game. We had a couple. It was very funny because we had a couple of um, in-game bets, starting with the first player to score. We also had, will there be a two-point conversion? Uh, will they replay the Saints-Rams no-call? Um, and will the combined score uh, of all the combined score be greater than the all-time Super Bowl record of 75 points? Um, and Matt, we had to wait pretty far into the game to mark any of these as completed. <laughs> Um, to be honest. Oh yeah. It was um, not great. No, that it was stunning. It was, it was really stunning. Um, I will say this though. I, I, looking back my, my bet, my foolish bet was the, um, the no call. Yeah. The replay. I, I think that was, a. I, I, uh, I actually regretted it pretty much right after we, we taped the first show. I was like, there's no way they're going to show this. Especially during the game, the yeah. key the key thing was during. Now, did they did they show it at all before the game? They did. The they showed it. They did, they did. A, an interview with Gene Steratore where they played it in the pregame. Okay, I figured. Yeah, that that I could figure because how can you not right talk about it? But yeah, once it's in the game, the focus is all on on the players on the field, not not things that happened prior. So, yep. Um, yeah, I, I think it would it would have just kind of been like in poor taste, I guess, for the if the NFL had kept running it because it would just seem like it's contradicting its own decisions. Well, and so. we talked about this last week where they just normally don't replay things from you know like during the regular season they'll replay old games and stuff, but during the Super Bowl they they almost there's always a bet every year of will they replay something or cut right. to something in the stands and they almost think, never do. Do you think a part of that is fear, just fear that something might happen and and they might not cut back in time or they might not catch something no, that I just think hurts. that they're really focused by the time you get to the Super Bowl the regular season and even the playoffs don't matter and I think they are really focused on what's happening in the game in front of you and there's enough storylines to talk about that don't right. require 
old clips would be my but, argument. Th- I mean, they could, yeah, they, you can really spin a narrative out of out of anything. And theoretically, uh, the Super Bowl should be the most exciting game of the year. It theoretically is the best two ge- uh, teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And th- and this this uh, this Super Bowl had a narrative. I mean, you had Brady going for number six. You had. Um, you had you had Goff, the youngest quarterback in, sure. in the Super Bowl. Sean the McVay. Youngest, John McVay, the, Sean McVay, the, the youngest head coach. Sure. Um, you had the Aaron Donald, Rams, defensive Patriots. player of the year. Yep. Yep. You had you had uh, you had Patriots Rams, where it all began. The 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 greatest show on turf. That's right. Uh, and then and then the like young upstart New England Patriots came and ruined, and and that was the start of the the Belichick Brady dynasty. Um, and and I think people were <laughs> people were hoping that it was going to come out and you know and it would be the Goff McVeigh dynasty, but as uh, those those dreams were very quickly dispatched, I guess. So Matt, not as quickly as most people would have hoped, but so they Matt, were slowly and painfully dispatched. Let's just get to it. What did you think of the Super Bowl? Oh, I thought it was terrible. Okay, I mean, really, like the quality of play. I I've heard people try to justify it and say the um as the like if you were a defensive minded person like for a, d- a defensive coordinator you would love this game but even as a defensive coordinator i i don't think it was as an exciting like it was punt after punt after punt defensive coordinator i think you would be really excited to see a lot of games with a lot of interceptions a lot of turnovers a lot of sacks instead it was just really like four and out punt four and out punt or three and out punt like there was there wasn't a whole lot of to me a lot a whole lot of action like now if you're a punter or if you're a special teams coach this was the this was probably the best Super Bowl you've ever seen oh sure uh, in a while I mean you had the um you had the you had the second longest field goal attempt in in Super Bowl history uh, I believe it was fifty six or fifty seven yards mm-hmm. hit by the uh, hit by by the um, Rams kicker right. Pecker, um, Pecker, and um, you had the, the one of the no, I think the longest punt. Yeah, sixty-five yard right? punt in the third quarter, longest punt in Super Bowl history. I mean, Matt, I, I can I can rally you off a bunch of statistics here that don't bode well for this game. <laughs> um, Rams just twenty-six yards on the ground in the first half, sixty-two total for the game. Um, they uh, finished the first quarter at 0-0, the ninth scoreless first quarter in Super Bowl history. The Rams were the first team ever to punt on their first seven possessions of the Super Bowl. Um, they combined for both teams combined for just three points through the first two quarters, the second lowest scoring first half in Super Bowl history. And the Rams became just the second team ever to not score a touchdown in the Super Bowl um, after the 1971 Dolphins. Yeah. So the the LA Rams were utterly humiliated here. Um, I don't even think uh, on the other side of the, of the field though, I don't like, this was one of Brady's worst games. Well, he threw that interception on essentially the first play of the game. Yeah. One interception and zero touchdowns. But you know, so for Brady, this, this wasn't exact. This was definitely, this was another day at the office. It wasn't a horrible game. I mean, they won, but this was still not, it was not his best uh, and it was not nowhere near his best. One of his worst, mm. probably. It was. I think his 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 first wasn't it his only postseason interception. Like, the, has that? A, um, it was no. the first one in a while, at least. No, it no. He, a, and he's thrown interceptions in Super Bowls before, in in a number of years. Um, but he certainly doesn't. It was do the first it very one in this season. Yeah. yeah, definitely in this postseason. 
Uh, I thought now back to the Rams, I thought their problems and their issues was just gutlessness. I mean, you could see, you could just tell that from the very beginning, Jared Goff was just scared out of his mind. I thought he making bad, bad play call, bad decisions, just holding on to the ball for too long. Um, he had some good reads. He had receivers that were open. He just wasn't able to get the ball to them. And I think a lot of it was fear. Like the, um, you got to give credit, credit definitely to, uh, the Pat's D line, um, for really putting the getting getting through and, and putting a lot of pressure on him. He just was not did not look like he was comfortable at all the entire night. Uh, he ended the game with like a big if you, I don't know if you noticed like this big gash on his arm mm. that um it was I think he got on one of the very last hits. But uh overall really just not an exciting game. Belichick you want to know Bel- Bill Belichick was the MVP of that game. I yeah. give a lot of credit to Bill Belichick for his his defensive mindedness, um, after especially after reading up on on all of the kind of the tactics that he used to his advantage, he he knew he knew the Rams' weaknesses inside and out, and that really he was able to exploit them, played them like a fiddle essentially. I think I'm not going to call this a bad Super Bowl. I don't think it was a bad Super Bowl. I think it was an unwatchable Super Bowl, and I think there's a big difference because. Defense wins championships. Defense also causes people to turn off the television and watch something else. And that was really the problem with this game. And I, I agree with you, Matt. Um, maybe not Brady's best performance in a Super Bowl he's ever had. But I think that's more of a credit to just an incredible Rams defense. I mean, who were great all year, were great in the Super Bowl. Um, Patriots converted just three of 12 on third down opportunities. Um they got Brady uh, sacked, which he had he's been sacked like almost zero times all year, which was really incredible. And we talked on last week's episode about, you know, that one of the keys to the Rams winning was getting pressure on Brady um, and really stuffing him and not allowing him to make plays. And they actually did that. That's how they kept him to so few points, especially through the first half. The problem is the Pats defense was also really good. <laughs> That was what the Rams didn't need that because Jared Goff only had to have a mediocre game if they could keep Tom Brady from scoring. And they couldn't do that because the Pats D was really good. Jared Goff, 57.9 pass rating, sixth lowest in Super Bowl history. Um, 12 quarterback hits from the Patriots, tied for the second most in a Super Bowl. Um, They stuffed Jared Goff. He was bad. And I don't know how much of that's on him and how much of that is just any quarterback would be pressured like that. You know, it, it was a hard game to watch. It, it it really was. It was frust- It was frustrating to watch because nothing was happening, uh, and I get why people were were mad. But it was a masterfully coached game. Um, you know, Bill Belichick, greatest football coach of all time. Uh, sure, I feel comfortable saying that. Uh, Tom Brady, best quarterback to ever play the game, mm, probably. Uh, at this point, Patriots, greatest dynasty in all of sports. I think you can say that at this point, <laughs> and right. I know you Come won't debate now. this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there. I mean, uh, if we're gonna talk about all of sports, you got the New York Yankees who have twenty, twenty seven or twenty eight. Yeah, over a hundred years. World Series. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of championships, though. And then a lot they didn't Almost play 30. and win. They have they have as many world championships as I have years on this earth. Okay, but Pat's nine of the last. 18. They've been in well, 50% they have a dynasty. of the There's Super no Bowl. question about it. They they have a dynasty and I and I wouldn't I wouldn't I, I would hazard to say right now they're actually they're tied with what the Pittsburgh Steelers for most Super Bowl That's wins. That's correct. 
of any franchise. Yes. So they're a very good team. They're probably still the best team. We all thought we would be rid of them by the end of by this year. Everybody was talking about yep. it, but and they're gonna be back next year. As Tom Brady said, we're still here. That's right. The underdogs, Matt. Don't count out the the the, the so, plucky right. Patriots. They're, they are the underdog. I forgot <laughs> the, the, the underdog story of the century. No one believed in them. Hmm? They nope. thought there's no way this Patriots team could win a Super Bowl. Nope. And another team in their division actually only you know they they got all the way up to winning half of their games and people were were getting scared. Yep. And uh, and yeah, you just can't you can't count out those Patriots after just. Just, just, uh, just only, only twelve championships. You know, that's what they'll be saying in the future. Yep. Oh my God! And Brady he said he's not done. He said he's not no. retiring. Nor should he be. He, he played well. Back again. He's forty-one. He played he's 40, fine. Forty-two next for, year. For the amount of pressure he he's was under, 30. he played a fine game. He's going to be an old man. I think he needs to think about this. Giselle needs to be like, look, Tom, six rings. That's that's good enough. Nope. You need to go off into the sunset now. Nope. You know, you do something else. Go eat McDonald's with the president. Matt, you're just bummed because New York's teams are so bad. Well, now that I mean, yeah, but for now, Tom Brady retiring now, is not going to put the Jets in the playoffs. They'll be good. They'll be good again. The Jets will be good again. No, the Giants will be back. No, the, be I, back. the Jets will They'll be back before the Giants are. The Giants are going to get a nice quarterback in the draft. Come on, the Jets will probably screw the draft up like Stop they do every year. They'll, they'll be back. They'll be back. You haven't seen the last of. The New York football Giants. Eli Manning. The New York football No, Giants. I actually do think we've seen the last of Eli Manning. That I do feel comfortable saying. He'll probably, he might, I don't know. He might go to Jacksonville or something. Where he belongs. <laughs> no. In Jacksonville, Florida. Now, I, I did have a random thought. Yeah. Um, that occurred to me, right? Ruby Tuesdays. Yes. The franchise, the no, restaurant. That all, no, salad bar, unlimited salad bar. I could not get to sleep last night, and, and here's the reason why. I was thinking about Ruby Tuesdays and, and the song Ruby Tuesday by the Rolling Stones, and I was wondering why have they ever – well, how come they've never used the song by the Rolling Stones, Ruby Tuesday, in their advertising at all? And it hit me, Sean. They're saving it for right before – they go out of business. Goodbye, Ruby Tuesdays. Who can hang a name on you? Okay, Matt, I have so many questions about the thing. You, okay, I don't even know where to start. Still, I'm going to miss you. They're going to change the lyrics a little bit to probably probably praise the salad bar and the excellent croutons. Okay, so one, why were you thinking about this at all? Two, I, why I, were you thinking about this when you were going to sleep? You know, you you know when you lay in bed and you just ha you can't get to sleep because you drank too much vanilla coke and you have like a like just random thoughts just start entering your head. Yep, that's awfully random. I, I would also I, say it's just one of those things that just traipsed into my head at night. Th there's an easy answer for why they haven't used it in a commercial. It's that the Rolling Stones are one of the most expensive bands to license music from, and it's incredibly difficult and expensive. Maybe only the Beatles are probably more expensive. Um, that's why I haven't done it. And then four, you're telling me as they go out of business. They're going to license the Rolling Stones song for commercials they're running for a business that will not exist anymore. So they can say goodbye. Come and say goodbye to Ruby Tuesdays. That's so right. that all the owners we can collect all the money. We spent our last dollars on these commercials. Goodbye, Please. Ruby Tuesdays. Wow. It's amazing I you don't work in advertising. 
I mean, for after all they've been through, goodbye Ruby Tuesdays. Holy smokes, Matt. Um, uh, all, right. all right, we've got <laughs> we've got <laughs> to pivot back here. Um, let's clear a couple of these bets off the table. Um, we both said no, it wouldn't beat the Super Bowl record. Turns out we were pretty right about that. Uh, that was a point apiece. Um, will there be a two-point conversion during the game? There was barely a touchdown. Uh, you picked <laughs> no correctly. Very good. So you get a point there. Um, and the first player to score, you said James White. I said Sony Michelle. And boy, did I jump up and cheer when Sony Michelle ran in for that one and only touchdown of the game. Um, if you add all of that up, that's three. That's four to three at the moment. All right. So you're I think, getting I think that's right. You're inching in. I am. I'm getting there, Matt. And this more or less brings us to the halftime. We got Maroon 5. We got Travis Scott. We got the big boy. Not Bob's big boy, but the other big boy. Um, Matt, how much did you love the halftime show? Uh, I had no love for the halftime show, Sean. No, it, it, she will not be It was just as boring as the game itself. I thought that... I, I did think that... Um, Maroon 5 man, Adam Levine. Um, I thought he got a little bit better as the show went on. Yeah. He just seemed like he got more confident and like realized he was on stage at like his, the first, the, when the song he opened up with, um, which you correctly picked, right? Was, um, uh, yeah, I have the set list here. Uh, well, they opened, they opened harder to breathe, which I did not pick. You did not pick that one. Okay. Um, so, that song, I, I thought he didn't. I thought it wasn't. It wasn't great, but he got better. He got better as the as a set piece. I was genuinely surprised um, that he sang "She Will Be Loved." I really didn't think that was going to be a song. But again, you know what? I don't know if you had this thought when you picked it, but they they did say that the halftime would tribute or or make tribute to the victims of uh, sexual abuse. Was that what that was? Yeah, that's why they had the. Lanterns, and they spelled out one or something, one love or something. Yeah, I had no idea. I did not make that connection. Yeah, she will be. Lo- I think they they somehow it somehow tied. I mean, tied I get it, abuse. but they really yeah. didn't promote that. It somehow connected with it. I did think I did think she will be loved was probably the best song of the set in terms of the performance. I I did like the drone lights. I thought those were actually kind of cool. They caught me off guard. Talk about a Super Bowl surprise. That I, I credit that, for that. I didn't know. I had no idea that those were drawn. I just thought they were regular Chinese lanterns, just kind of floating. Yeah, they that did was a really, very, really nice job. Very well with those. done. That yeah. was that was memorable. That for was sure. a surprise. Um, uh, the rest of the set, Matt. I, I agree with you. Uh, before we got on doing the show here, I had a little time to kill. I was watching some past Super Bowl halftime shows, and I kind of came to this realization that there's really two groups. Since we'll say since Nipplegate, that halftime shows have fallen into, which is. The slower classic acts that you know a lot of their songs, your Tom Petty's and your Rolling Stones and your Paul McCartney's. And then there's the big pop groups that are lots of excitement, right? Your Bruno Mars and your um, uh, Katy Perry and those sorts of guys, right? The really kind of party halftime shows. This one was just boring. Nothing happened. Uh, they, they, well, you know, they, they, they did that like three second SpongeBob, which was confusing, <laughs> right? 
Right. I, I think probably alienated like 64% or higher of the audience because they had that whole petition, right? So they were trying to get Sweet Victory. Yeah. The song that Spon- they and they should have just SpongeBob done that. Because the creator of SpongeBob died this year. It was going to be like a tribute. And they got a whole mess of signatures. And Adam Levine said that they would do something to honor him. And so to honor him, they did like – they showed like two or three seconds. I thought that – I thought that I sat on the remote, Sean. I thought I accidentally sat on the and it like flipped yeah. over to SpongeBob. I it was, was very like, confusing. So confused. But then it immediately transitioned into like some rap guy that I've never heard of. And they ended up censoring like 40% of his song because yep. he, was, he was swearing. So that was just like canned silence for like 40 seconds. But the the problem is that I, I don't have a problem with, with more traditional acts at the Super Bowl. I, I don't need big dance numbers and explosions and stuff. The issue with Maroon 5 is, and I guess it, maybe I'm not a fan, but I don't mind their music. Their music's fine. I was sitting there. I didn't know any of the names of their songs, Matt. I had to keep track for this bet thing. And I was like, what song is this even? Because they all sound the same. I felt like I was in a doctor's waiting room. <laughs> it was so boring. Yeah. They're like not interesting at all. No, it didn't help that the game was already not interesting. Oh my god! So the fact that they're not interesting just made it, it just made it even more painful. I went back and I watched what I would argue is probably my favorite halftime show of this millennium, which is the Coldplay Bruno Mars Beyonce really? one. Yes, and the okay. reason I like it so much. Actually, I would like your thoughts as to what yours is, but um, the reason I like that one so much is because there's, it's, it's exciting it's high energy there's dancing and there's there's sort of colors and there's a lot going on and then you have bruno mars come in who is such an entertainer you have beyonce come in two different but similar flavors and they're kind of going at one another there's there's kind of a mini narrative going on and then they all combine at the end and it just creates a really vibrant show and i'm like this is exciting and maroon 5 is bland um, yeah, I'll give you that. That was definitely that was a, a poppy and and exciting Super Bowl performance. If, for my money, for quality of play, I I happen to really like the Who. Sure. They did the Super Bowl in was it 09 or twenty ten? Mm, yeah, Colts. something like that. Yeah, I liked uh, the Who. I thought they were really, really, really good. I also really, I gotta say, because I'm a Jersey kid, I gotta say, Spring, uh, Springsteen, Springsteen was great. Springsteen was was really was great. Prince really was great. Good. I mean, Prince iconic oh, in the rain. Was, Forget oh, about incredible. it. But that's yeah. what. But that's what it is. Like you can't. If you're gonna do more traditional, like is Bruce Springsteen the most thrilling guy on the? You know, he's not out there popping and locking and doing all this stuff. That's fine. But you know his songs. You can sing along. It's it's exciting and it's. I was I rewatched the Tom Petty one, who is arguably an incredibly boring performer. Nothing happens when that man sings because he stands there and he sings. And I was still entertained because I know his songs and I know what he's about. And I watch Maroon 5 and I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand it. It's like watching paint dry. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it was, was frustrating. Frust- and then and then Travis Scott and Big Boy and I'm like, so? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. It was it was really It was really frustrating to me. See, I, I'm always in it for the controversies because then you can gossip about it with your coworkers. But it really, it was sad. We well, there was shirtless Adam Levine. Day. That was the yeah. controversy. Or he wore that yes. shirt that matched all those Target pillows. Did you see that one? 
No. Apparently, because the shirt he had on before he was shirtless, it was like a tank top, and it had a pattern on it that exactly matches a very popular pillow sold at Target nationwide. And so people were holding their pillows up to the television and taking pictures and being like, Adam Levine's wearing my wearing pillow. pillow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's put it that way. That's the most exciting thing that came out of it. Yeah, that's that was the sad thing is going to work the next day. You expect to be talking for like the, at least the next week about the Super Bowl, about as something that happened or – caught your attention or I mean whether it's in the game like for example like the the Patriots unbelievable comeback against the Atlanta Falcons two years ago or the Philadelphia Eagles uh, amazing defeat of the Patriots last year you expect to be or in the the Super Bowl like like um the boob the Janet Jackson boob incident of course or, or the um Left Shark. Left Shark. We had Katie selfie. Perry, we had shark. selfie kid last year. Selfie kid, right? You had selfie kid last year. Um, you had, I mean, you had just the fact that Justin Timberlake was returning to the Super Bowl uh, was was something to to generate some kind of excitement. Yeah, the Super Bowl did none of that in, in any way. What was it? When remember when MIA was it? MIA, KIA. No, MIA, it was MIA. Yeah like flipped off the camera that yeah. was controversial like there's just something for people to talk about when when they had all those drones that made the american flag that was in the um lady gaga halftime yeah. show that had something to but, talk about but again like, that's the issue i had with this halftime is it wasn't bad i thought they sung the songs fine i thought it no, was music it was, it was just it was, it was just mediocre boring. enough to not be to just nothing not be interesting which I, is even happened. worse than it being bad exactly John, I would rather it have been bad i'm totally i, lo- I looked back at black eyed peas when they did it they sucked it was awful oh my god that live auto tune yeah. was terrible but at least it was like i can't take my eyes off of this and super bowls stupid, had a lot of bad halftime shows those stupid shoulder pads those like light oh up my, shoulder yeah pads. they look like they look, robot space like, people from yeah. the future it was insane yeah they i mean they crashed and burned but at least you know people talked about it it yeah. was something to talk about how badly they sucked or, or paul mccartney right after right after the boob gate yeah, like two thousand two, like it just there was something to talk about there. No, it was bad. The performances weren't good, but there were conversation pieces, and uh, yeah. this had none of that. No, uh, it's the fact that we're we're able to do this uh, hour and a half. Well, we're only on for forty about forty minutes or so, right? Yeah, but there's the fact that we we've been talking for this long about this game is pretty remarkable. Kudos to us. Well, that's the thing about the Super Bowl, Matt. There'll be something to talk. We managed to do two whole episodes on it. And bright side on the halftime show, we got some points out of it. So you got two points. Uh, here, here's the here's the full set list from the performance. Harder to Breathe, which nobody picked. And interestingly enough, uh, there was a real prop bet you could make on the first song they would sing. And Harder to Breathe had really good odds. So if you bet, you would have made some money on that. Um, followed by This Love, which neither of us picked. Girls Like You, which you picked. So you got a point. Um, then Travis Scott did sicko mode. Big boy did. I like the way you move. Then they did. She will be loved, which I picked then sugar followed by moves like Jagger, which you picked. So you got two points and I got one point. Um, that at this point puts you up one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, to my three. For those following along at home is moves like Jagger. The song that he stripped his shirt off to. Yes. And then his moves did not look like well, Jack. It, it, it's sad when that's their most exciting song. <laughs> when yeah. that's like their big closer is moves like Jagger. Come on. Um, Matt, we got to get to the end of this game. A thrilling conclusion. Finally, some points were scored. Thank goodness. 
Um, now, uh, one of the f- favorite questions we do every year is, what color Gatorade will be dumped on the winning coach? Um, and interestingly enough, I don't. I really would have to go back through and look through the records. I don't know if we've ever gotten that right. In all the years we've done this, the the first year we got it wrong. The second year they did that was the um the Falcon Super Bowl where they it was so much craziness at the end they didn't even dump Gatorade, and last year we got it wrong. So for the first time ever, one of us actually correctly predicted the Gatorade color. It's never been done before. I chose blue, and yeah, they dumped blue Gatorade. It was you, yeah, yes. I picked orange. To uh, me, it's a big blue. It's it a moral blue. victory. I may not have won the whole thing, but damn it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really yeah. take. You can this revel one. in that victory. That's yes. to me, like if if I was making this prop bet, and I'm not saying that we should do this, but I would, I would make that like some kind of like super win. I would attach like five points to that because I have, I have how rare and unlikely it is. It's, to, it's a real tough one. It's like a, it's like a ringer. It's like a just super bullseye. And it'll probably never happen again, but I'll take it. No. Um, and then we have to get to the end, Matt. I think everyone out there knows the New England Patriots Super Bowl champions, thirteen to three. Um, a very low-scoring game, as I mentioned. Only the second uh, in Super Bowl history to have a team not score a touchdown. Uh, now, Matt, you picked the Patriots. Congratulations. That's a point for you. Good job. Well done. I immediately after we stopped recording last week, I said. Matt, I should have picked the Patriots. I don't know what I was thinking picking the Rams, but I'll I'll take my licks. I did pick them, unfortunately. Yeah. And and we both picked the same score, ironically enough. Different teams, same score. 31 to 28, Matt. How'd that work out for us? That's right. <laughs> uh, it didn't. It didn't work out for us. It didn't work out for anybody. And the real the real losers of the Super Bowl were just everybody that the watched The American it. people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I I actually I I went out the next day or a couple days later I went out and bought Madden 19 because it was on sale because season's over now and I simulated the first thing I did was I simulated the Super Bowl and I played as the Rams I played against the Patriots and let me tell you Sean if this if the game that I played had been the real thing we would have a lot more to talk about there were penalties there were turnovers there was sacks there were boom and hit it basically i'll put it this way the whole it was we had the same a lot of like a lot of the same like very similar situations that worked out a very defensive game mm-hmm. the score was seven six patriots at halftime wow seven six patriots when adam levine got up to sing his songs did he halftime. do that in the game yeah and he had to moves like digital moves like jagger oh, okay neat um I got to hear very nice commercials for Snickers, who I guess is must be a big NFL sponsor, and for Old Spice Body Wash. Um, but and they, they actually were kind of just as good as the as the uh, Super Bowl ads, which was ironic. The um, the game ended with me scoring too early at the fourth quarter, oh. taking the lead, but giving giving uh, Belichick and Brady too much time to get up the middle and and score. Very quickly on an amazing pass to Julian Edelman, who juke just juked the Rams defense out of their shoes, um, and just beelined it to the end zone for I think a uh, what turned out to be like a like a forty seven yard um, touchdown. Uh, I had the ball with picture this. I had the ball with ten seconds. Mm-hmm. No, 
yeah, 10 seconds and I'm, I'm calling no huddles and drive, I drive all the way up field. I get inside of, of the, of my own 40 with, with my last time out. It's four seconds on the clock. I'm down 29, 26. I need to make this field goal to tie the game, Sean. It was a, um, it was a, a 44 yard attempt. Makeable. Very makeable. I went wide left. No good. It went wide left. It was no good. And the Patriots won the damn Super Bowl 29 to 26. Julian Edelman was named MVP for what was really an amazing game. He had the game of his career in, in this in this in this simulated experience. He was really, really a star. He Brady made some real bad passes. I forced some bad passes on Brady. I was mm-hmm. blitzing the hell out of him. And he, he had to make some passes on the go. Julian Edelman really made him made him look great there. I swear, if this shot if Sean, if this game had been the real game, it would have been so much better. It would have been the game that all of America would have been talking about. Unfortunately, Matt, it wasn't. It's so sad. Unfortunately, Jared when, Goff had an amazing game and Unfortunately, when you have an even like a scared uh, kid. When you have a coach who's even better than a computer and Bill Belichick, <laughs> you're, you're not going to have a good game. This is what happens. Well, this is why we can't have nice things. No, you didn't get a point for picking the Patriots. Unfortunately, our MVP picks. Uh, I took Aaron Donald, who had the Saints won or the Saints had the Rams won. Hey, it's possible he had a pretty decent game. Um, and you picked Tom Brady, who did not get it, as you mentioned. Julian Edelman got it. Uh, an interesting pick, nonetheless. Really, nobody. There was early discussion in the like around halftime. Hmm, if the Rams win this, can Johnny Hecker, uh, the kicker, get the MVP? <laughs> Is that? Is That'd that be possible? pretty amazing. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd be. For I thought it. he would have deserved it. I mean, well, really, was, he's the uh, only one that looked really, really good. There was a lot of discussion about whether some of the Patriots' defensive players should have gotten a better look for MVP versus uh, Edelman, who no doubt had a great game. But you look at someone like Stephon Gilmore, who had a a really fantastic game. Um, yeah. it is an interesting question, but no points for us on that. And that's all she wrote. Matt, I don't think there's any suspense at this point. Our all-time Super Bowl prop bets record coming into this, you two, me one. Finally had my first win last year. Uh, but you're right back on top, 7-4, to four, our Super Bowl prop bets champion for 2019. Congratulations. Thank you, Sean. I got to admit, I, I thought I, I, hadn't, I hadn't been adding – I mean, I had been like loosely adding these things together. But after halftime, I thought that you had it. I thought that you had it in the bag. I mean, really what killed me, I, the, the anthem bet was moronic. That killed me. And you really, um, and you did well with the halftime. You do, you got two points out of, uh, out of Maroon 5. So that really helped you. Yeah. And I, 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 like I had said before, I, I definitely screwed the pooch with, um, my the uh, replay, video, sure. the replay video. I, I, but if you think of, stupid bet, I mean, if you think but, about it, we kind of went tit for tat, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, and then uh, you got me on the two point conversion questions. So those sort of canceled out. Um, you know, I got the Gatorade, uh, but you pick the winner, so those cancel out. So get, getting those two from uh, Maroon Five and then getting the the coin flip and the anthem is really what put you over the top. It's those sort of bets that'll really win you this kind of thing when we do it. Um, so congratulations, Matt. Well done. 
Thank you, Sean. Really, Another year. Definitely looking forward to next year because, let's face it, it it's got to be a more exciting game than this one. That was the thing is I would describe a bad game. Remember, um, we I mean, we always love to bring this one up. It's the only Super Bowl that we've watched. I think that – well, not the only one we've watched together, but we've, we've watched a few, a few of them together. But yeah. the most recent one that we've seen together, Broncos-Seahawks. Yes. Uh, 2013, 2014, 2013, I think. That one, I would say, was a bad game. It was a rout because one team looked way better than the other. Totally. The problem here was that they, 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 these two teams were close for most of the game, the entire game. It, it was just that nothing interesting was happening. They were close because there was no offense. There was a hell of a lot of offense in that bad game, that bad Super Bowl game. But it, it didn't I, – I don't know. Which one would you – which one would you have to – if you were forced to watch – in hell, over and over again, one of these two Super Bowls, which one would it be? Oh, definitely this one. I mean, I think, you know, it's kind of like... It's kind of like a Ken Burns documentary in that you're going to learn a lot. There's certainly interesting stuff going on, but it's not exciting in any way. If I really want something exciting, I'm not going to watch that. And that's that's what happened. And and it's unfortunate. It happens in during the regular season all the time. It just it happened on the biggest stage of the game. Um, and that's what happens when you have two really great coaches going up. It was, it was the most important people in Mercedes Benz stadium were those two coaches period. And you could argue Josh McDaniels and Wade Phillips, um, on opposite sides. And so I think, uh, I think that's what this game was about. It was not about Tom Brady or Jared Goff or anyone else. It was all coaching and coaching is something it's hard to see with your eyes. You know, your average person at home just doesn't get it. And especially, and I think it seemed worse because you had a record-setting scoring season in the NFL this year. You know, when you have a games that are 50-50 games during the season uh, and you come to a Super Bowl like this, it's, it's I think, disappointing for folks at home. But, Matt, let me ask you this, um, because we're, we're going to start wrapping up here. Uh, any predictions for who you think is going to be in the Super Bowl next year? You know, I got to give it to my New Orleans Saints. Oh boy. I, I think they'll be, they will be back with a vengeance as Un- long as everybody stays healthy, provided that everybody everybody can do that and stay healthy and off suspensions. The Saints are going to be back for blood. They they are they are super PO'd at the league. They're super PO'd at Roger Goodell for the way that the NFC Championship ended. I think the Saints will be back in it. Uh, and I, I don't think Kansas City's going anywhere either. I think they're gonna they're gonna they've learned from from these mistakes, and um, they're only gonna get better. And uh, there's something to be said about New England. Uh, the Patriots aren't going anywhere either. Obviously, they're here to stay. With Brady at the helm, uh, they're always a threat. You know, and I I um I wouldn't count out the Philadelphia Eagles either. There was something there was something in them. Uh, when they when they play when they their season ended in in the Superdome, uh, but I I really saw them as I thought they were a better team than the L.A. Rams on on paper certainly or on, not maybe not on paper but on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, things could have been a little different maybe uh, if they hadn't played that game in New Orleans in the dome. But that being said, I think those are those are probably my favorite picks right there. You got the Saints. Saints Pats Super Bowl maybe, um, sure that'd be great. Or Saint maybe then that was the Super Bowl that we all that we all wanted. I think we all 
clamored for this year. Well, I think anyway. everyone really wanted Chiefs Saints. Yeah, I I probably would have been more comfortable with it being Chiefs Saints because I thought the Pats were a better team, and I obviously wanted the Saints to win in that case. But I think the better game would have been Pat Pat Saints. I think Pat Saints would have been a would sure. have been a real good game. Then again, though. Uh, the defenses, I don't know. I think that the the Rams learned Brady better than I think the Saints would have. But but we'll. I mean, we'll see. I, those are those are my picks. What do you think, Sean? What are you? What are your predictions? I agree with you. I think of the final four teams this year, the Rams probably have the toughest road getting back to the Super Bowl, namely because a lot of their big players are on one year contracts uh, and they're not going to be able to keep all of them. So I think what they do with their player personnel is going to be really interesting in the offseason. I think. I think you're right. I think Saints, Chiefs, Pats are all looking real strong for next year. Um, I will say, I think uh, sort of some sleeper teams. I, I really think the Browns, I mean, they were really strong at the end of this year. I don't know if they'll make the Super Bowl, but I think they got a good shot to make the playoffs. Um, I think the Cowboys ended the season well. I mean, there's there's no reason why they couldn't make it. Seahawks are always in the mix. It's going to be interesting. You know, one of the great things about the NFL, and this goes back to why the Patriots are the greatest sports dynasty of all time, is that... The NFL, uh, the way the salary cap is structured, player contracts are structured, it is a league designed specifically for parity. If the NFL had its way, all 32 teams would be plausible to be in the Super Bowl every year. And they set that up on purpose. That's why you don't get some of the crazy stuff you see in NBA free agency and in some of these other sports. And so for the Patriots to have been consistently good for as long as they have been in football today... Is crazy. The reason why this, the Steelers could win so many back in the 70s or the Cowboys could win so many back in the 90s is because their owners had the most money. And then you could buy the best players because there wasn't a salary cap, and that's not true today. Now you got to win by being smart. And so I think the Patriots get a lot of credit for that. The question is, which teams will be able to make the salary cap work for them next year? It's going to be interesting to see. I think we're going to have another great NFL season next year. And Matt, I'm sure we'll be back next year with another round of Super Bowl prop bets. Yeah, um, the only question now, Sean, is... Will we have XFL prop bets Ooh. for the, the most dangerous game, or Ooh. no, the million dollar game? The million dollar name it to the most dangerous. Game. Uh, they got to bring that the million dollar game back. Um, Welcome to the most dangerous game. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have. We're gonna no, Matt. You and I are gonna fly to the XFL championship and be there yes. in person. Yes, that's what we're gonna do. Wherever it is, I think we should totally do that. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be with our with our gear. Now you got the um, A A the A F kicks off this weekend. A F yeah is is kicking off this weekend, right? Absolutely. That'll be interesting to see what what goes on there. I'm sure I'll forget to watch that. Probably, yeah. I've got other stuff going on. Just being honest, again, but yeah, I've seen barely any marketing for it. So yeah, um, I doubt anyone will remember, but you never know. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, Matt, we're going to so wrap it up there. Does it, yeah. That does it. Another Super Bowl come and gone. 2019 is in the books. Uh, but we appreciate all you out there joining us. As always, what a treat these are. Thanks to everyone who followed us at Up for Debate TV on Twitter as we tweeted out uh, the games. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up on Up for Debate, Matt. Mini tees. We're about one month away from the kickoff of the Summer Movie League, uh, which will be exciting. And after that, we're going to have our next big Up for Debate Presents. So we've got so much good stuff 
coming up. You got to go to our website, upfordebate.tv. All the past episodes are there. Get into the archives. You can also click the subscribe button and find out where you can get the show delivered right to your phone fresh weekly uh, on apps like Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You name it, probably their video version on YouTube as well. And of course, you can email us upfordebate.tv at gmail.com. We like getting your letters. Uh, Matt, that's going to do it for us. What? How exciting. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you next time for more exciting debate on another Up For Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.